Hey guys, this is Jesus. I want to thank the following Patreon listeners. Thranduul, Luco Centaurus, LLB760, David WF, David Fergman, Daniel Allardyce, Mikhail Shalom Kesselman, Case, Titan Slam, and Rochelle Jackson. Thanks for helping us through this Neo-Victorian saga. I do not know how long the dead will be avoiding this town without the girl's power pushing them away. Hear ye, hear ye! Chaos at Parliament! Signs of war! You've done good. I mean, yes, you're a monster, but so are all of us. You're still a better person than most everyone I've met. And considering that I just implanted the heart of a literal vampire into me, changing me into I don't know what yet, but I'm gonna write some papers about it, I'll tell you that much. It's kind of inspiring to know you can be a monster and still a good person. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fanable.com podcast network. We'll return once again to the world of Unhallowed Metropolis. Ooh. Ooh. Nice set. Uh, welcome back. Is okay. it in yet? Yep. Yep. We <laughs> going and try. Oh, don't, don't let me forget my revolver. One second. Oh my god. <laughs> There's so many in there. Oh, what was it called? It was a mandatory. Uh, uh, no, no, yeah. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, required Congress. Uh, required Congress. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The most British and weirdest thing that has ever come out of my mouth. Okay. Required Congress seems sounds like what it took for us to get a government again. Topical <laughs> 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 humor. Uh, hopefully, when this posts after three weeks, that won't still be funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, for those listening in, we're only a week after that beautiful scene last game where uh, in, in the beginning uh, there were plans to finally uh, replace uh, Dr. Israel's heart with Victor's. Mad, some would say mad plans, but as they were going about uh, the crew was visited by the psychic powers of Little Girl, who basically was threatening the, the team. The Victorian heroes. Nobly and heroically and because I guess they think it was smart. Byron and Marcus went off on a boat ride to the town of Christchurch to face off against this psychically powered child. It was only a three hour tour. It was only a three hour tour. We were also the most problematic of what was going on back home. <laughs> it's like, it's a, you know, like a, a, a limping, audacious, recovering uh, addict with more money than sense mm-hmm. and a uh, and a super strong Irishman with a... Who had to keep so many paces away from the vampire, otherwise he'd bust through like the Kool-Aid man and ruin everything. <laughs> so we yep. were like, we're going to go on a suicide run. People yep. were like, that's nice. Yep. So when they finally arrived at Christchurch, they met a town of people terrified of the psychically powered child. Which is weird because Christchurch is a hot zone. Nobody ever goes there. <laughs> Everyone ever goes there. And eventually went to the church. As that was happening back in the homestead, uh, the crew was attacked twice. By first, uh, hum- homunculus warriors, essentially. And then, uh, a bunch of ghouls, including Clinton, who was basically in charge of the ghoul community in the sewers. That was the big fat one? That was the big fat one. Of mm-hmm. course, that they were being micro, uh, psychically controlled at the time, so I'm mm-hmm. sure they'll forgive you for that. Eventually, though, uh, team Marcus and Byron met this small child and through one very emotional and sad speech, was finally able to let that child let go. I was glad you believed my lie. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. 
Okay, I got you. I got you. But Byron will go down <laughs> and die saying, oh, that was a complete lie. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, Marcus totally believes you. Yep. And then, oh, uh, yeah, uh, the girl let go of her mortar shell. And the psychic hold that she had over everything, as far as you know, is now gone. And that was when a... Uh, that was when a pitchforks and torches style mob was right on the front door, right in the front door of a Byron uh, Clayton Manor. Yep, yep. After end of that, uh, that danger gone. Our best fr- bestest doctor, Doctor Israel, finally completed his, his experiments. Yes, through a very difficult sixteen requirement of a sixteen on his die roll to succeed, which he got on the first try. Well, I really it, it was <laughs> a sixteen after I'd lowered it down from like twenty five. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. With like multiple rolls and yep. having started out my character. Yep. And having having trained my character, <laughs> if you will. But <laughs> <laughs> um yep. he railed against the system. <laughs> nice. Yep. But it's yeah, a, a good he choo choo choosed it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, see, he uh, managed to basically uh, uh, unite his uh, blood system with that of Victor, uh, operate on himself, uh, and remove both Victor's heart and his ticker, and uh, switch them into places, re-implant the, uh, the hearts, activate it, uh, join it to his circulatory system, adjust his aura to work with the undead organ, and uh, he feels great. <laughs> He feels like a new man, one might say. Yes. Whole new new character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. For those listening in, uh, remember last week when we joked about how uh, David lost no, his character? No, don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess who lost his character this week? How? I don't even know how. We Yeah, no. Yeah. He's out there somewhere. <laughs> Warn the he general is, public. He's alive. <laughs> Listeners, please stop praying for Dr. Charles Israel. He's too powerful. Your prayers have made him too powerful. <laughs> okay, I will Which s- he would find ironic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, one thing, the girl get, did give you a vision before she finally passed on. You noticed a vision of a lab owned by Sheridan under Regent's Park, which houses the body of Sheridan, of, not Sheridan, of uh, your brother Horatio. And under Whitechapel, hmm? yeah. uh, under Brumery, yeah, 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 in, yeah, Brumery, Bromley, yeah, in Whitechapel, there's a also you think it's some sort of lab, but it doesn't really have the feel of one. But in there is a container containing the spirit of Horatio. And we're going to start actually when you guys have left the church and have arrived at the town, the small town that was protected by the second child no longer, and the fucking terrifying oh. baby wolves. Oh, not anymore. Yeah, I know. I'm just good. 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 If the choice is baby wolves or town. So, yeah, basically, yeah. I'm assuming it was still terrible when you hear about following. So, yeah, Byron is going to walk out of the church and he's just kind of hoping people come to him to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. If not, he's going to be find an aired by person and tell him it's like, get the entire village. Tell him to approach Yep. The church. They, you do have to find someone because they are terrified of that church. They would never they, – they have generations of fear of going near it. Yeah. He tells them it's like, she has put the rest. Get everyone here now. Well, rest? She she has moved on. Get everyone here now. She's no longer protecting your village. Go run. Oh, yeah. Uh, the young man runs. No, not that direction. Oh, God. <laughs> Into the horde zone. <laughs> oh, oh. Wow. They really surrounded this place. Well, this is a horde zone after all. No one goes there. <laughs> And eventually they gather in the town. 
Ladies and gentlemen, your protector and tormentor has finally found peace that she so desperately sought. There is good news in that, now that you are free, but the bad news is that you are ill-prepared for the horrors that plague this land. I am going to be heading back to London. We do not have the room for everyone, unfortunately. We have a very small vessel. However, you will find refuge inside this church until I return with help. Soldiers, what not. And they'll supply you with aid and comforts, and we will figure out how to make this new situation work for anyone. Of course, you do not need to listen to me, but I do not know how long the dead will be avoiding this town without the girl's power pushing them away. Give me a charm roll. Uh, 10, uh, uh, 15. Alright. There are some murmurings. There is obvious fear, but without the child there, they need some sort of leadership. And they follow you blindly like they follow the girl for so long. Marcus? Are there, um, Jesus, are there women or kids? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Marcus looks over uh, when you say his name. We should at least take the children with us. We only, we don't have room for all the children or all the women. We'd be Drawing lots. Mm. We have uh, we got the smallest vessel. I think at most we could fit seven people on there. Mm. You're right, Marcus. What? It will take me a few hours to get to London, and a few hours for them to send aid. Could you stay here and watch over these people until then? Uh, I I can't until I know that the doctor is safe. But Mar- Marcus, what? You left your friend. What's her name? Leandra. Uh, uh, Al- Adelanda. Adelanda. You left your friend Al, Al- Ali. <laughs> <laughs> you, you left your vampiric friend, your vampiric friend there. You have faith in her to protect the doctor like you would protect the doctor. That's what she promised you. I'm not asking you to stay here for weeks on end. I'm not asking you to even stay here more than a day longer than you need to. I'm just asking you to spare me. 10 hours, and for your faith in your friend to remain strong. You are a man of faith. I'm just asking for you to expand it to 10 more hours. I will be back in five to tell you if the doctor's safe. I am sure he is. Moira's there, your friend's there, my wife's there, and the doctor is brilliant. Well, they are there. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, it's a shot of uh, Marcus but he's off center and over his shoulder is the uh, stained glass with the large crucifix in the wall he says well I don't know and then he catches a reflection of it and goes oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have four hours a minute later and I'm coming well but then I better get tracking very quickly Thank you, Marcus. Yeah, get out of here before your feet burn. Yes, sir. And I <laughs> I got that joke. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Mar- Marcus Byron is taking off as quickly as he can uh, and kind of noticing maybe he he doesn't need the 
maybe the uh, the calcium <laughs> has actually been working this yes. entire this You're, the calcium injection. He's, yeah. and he's just been using the cane as a crutch because mm-hmm. he's now psychosomatic. Yep. He's now kind of actually really moving. Yep. He yeah, pulls kind of- a full on Willy Wonka. <laughs> he gets a couple steps, drops the cane, does a somersault and a yeah. tumble. And people, that's me. Uh, my me showing Byron now has uh, his two coordination back because of experience points. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I'm. So yeah, I'm <laughs> that's booking your it. up. <laughs> so yeah, I'm booking it back towards the ship. Yep. Uh, you arrive at the ship. Uh, there is Connor still at the dock. Is uh, everything all right? Yes. We need to get going right now. We need to return what, back to London. What about Mar- Marcus? Marcus will be there. He's staying behind to watch this village. Uh, the protection that they once There's had. There's a village? Yes. But this is... And he pauses. Huh. It's isn't, no this long- a, isn't this a hot zone? It's no longer. Marcus is going to make sure that the people here, and yes, there are people, there are women and children, remain here and safe. But we need to go quickly to get aid because I don't know how long he can protect them. All right. All right. Not a problem. You guys... Stop motorboating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and you drive off. Quickly, give me a, give me a coin. Okay. That is it, very disrespectful. Yeah. It is about a four-hour tour uh, as you drive up to uh, up to Thames and into London. Yeah. Yep. And as soon as we get to the docks, uh, ba- uh, Byron is jumping out and he is heading towards, I guess, the government. Yep. yep. Government. Yep. Yeah, and as you as you head towards the government district or whatever it is, because we know Brid. Uh, hello, hello, hello Gavi, yeah. welcome to the Gavi. It would be Parliament. It Parliament, Thank you yes, very yeah. Much. And as you're rushing off, you notice that there's a lot of activity near as you go to near the Parliament. Is there like a lot of civilians, or is it a lot of Civ- Death Watch, or a lot of civilian, soldiers? Yeah, civilians and soldiers. Like there's uh, people just yelling at each other, and then you hear uh, one of a uh, paper boy screaming out, "Hear ye, hear ye!" Chaos at Parliament! Signs of war! Byron's walking over and snatching the paper from yep. him. Because mm-hmm. Byron's still Byron. Yep. And as the boy like yells, he just kind of raises the paper up higher. <laughs> hey! 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 And he's reading um, He's reading the headline. Yep. Parliament infiltrated. Prime Minister Boris Karl transformed into monster. Is there a picture? Night Raven. No! No! Oh, God, she didn't have the... Mm, this is bad. And now you find out where that fourth missing Night Raven is. Or was, apparently. Okay, so they're pretty much locking down the parliament. Oh, yeah. They're not even allowed... Are they allowing lords in? After considering one of the lords was transformed? No. <laughs> I'm Byron. I returned mysteriously from a hot zone. Could you please follow me there with all your soldiers? <laughs> Byron's like... Argh! Argh! And he gives the kid back his paper and says all right all right all right byron byron you are a brilliant man brilliant man i need resources i need people i need uh do i go back to the home or do I... yes i'm going back to the home yep i'm going to uh grab the nearest horse and uh carriage and have them take me there taxi i jump onto a poor person and have them <laughs> carry me to my doorstep yes uh... <laughs> i've got the earliest taxi no, you're dirty. <laughs> so 20 minutes of saying, taxi, yep, oh God, yep. can and I that, see some ID? And as you're traveling there, uh, Marcus, mm-hmm. you're there, uh, one or two zombies did suddenly appear, like start walking, shambling towards you. Why do zombies suddenly appear? But you're able to dispatch them easily mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. And, and then, then uh, I get back into the, uh, I get back into, so we are, uh, I am, I am telling everyone to start getting as much wood as possible from their homes, anything that you can break, open, carry, uh, furniture, anything like that. 
and any sort of building supplies, nails, hammers, mm-hmm. uh, extremely potent glue we can huff. Uh, and then I am, um, uh, I am looking over at the uh, healthiest and youngest um, of them. And then I'm looking for a little bit of an older, mm-hmm. looking for a leader. Yeah, you find a, originally you thought it would be the original leader of the town, mm-hmm. uh, but he he's been there for like said generations, and he's always had the little girl to be afraid of, and mm-hmm. he was kind of leader because no one else wanted the job. Mm-hmm. But now that there is actual danger, not just danger of a of a temporary little girl, but like actual monsters, he's kind of freaking out in a corner, not figuring what to do. You, you mm-hmm. do find an older woman there mm-hmm. who is trying to keep every uh, basically keep everyone calmed down, trying to figure out what's going on. Actually, ordering around when you started at, suggesting they board up the windows, immediately took charge and started boarding up windows. Good. Yep. Well then. Uh, I look at her. Uh, ma'am. Uh, yes. My name is Marcus. Lucille. Nice to meet you, Lucille. I wish we had met under different circumstances. So do I. Uh, I guess thank you is our in order. Also, but no. And then she looked out. The, uh, another passing zombie slowly approaching. Don't tank me yet. <laughs> and I pick up a rock and I just smash it in the face and come back. Yep. I have a request that will be... I don't want to see Montard. It is of the biological nature. I need someone's blood. And I'm thinking that, with your permission, and I take out the, uh, I take out the, the cleaned copper syringe that I always carry with me, uh, courtesy of the doctor. And then I motion at the useless quivering dude. He could probably use a nap anyways. He's going to be fine. She looks at she. She looks at it, and with not even, like, just a flinch, she grabs it, walks over mm-hmm. to the guy. Uh, give him your arm. He's like, what? Yep. It's just like an automatic pneumatic, like... <laughs> yep. He just um, gives it to you, and he, and he goes, I'm feeling... I'm feeling... And she just knocks him into the end. He just falls to the ground and just gives it to you. Oh, Lucille, you're going to do very well in We were London. used to worse than the girl. This is nothing. Here. Fair enough. Do you Thank want you. a child? <laughs> <laughs> we got a few orphans. <laughs> Take them out of the kennel, boys. Wow, we're defending you. <laughs> oh, we we were slavers before. Oh, because the little girl? Yeah. Because the little girl. We're the darkest timeline. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I uh, open it up and... Um, Actually, no, uh, he injects it into his own arm. Uh, years of being with the doctor has led him to not be so primitive with his his blood. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm going to go crazy pants. Mm-hmm. Um, just murdering. No. Okay. Uh, just uh, going full uh, full zombie defense, nailing up boards, jumping up to higher uh, places to nail up boards. And I move stupid fast. Yep. So basically you, playing Fortnite. How long, does yeah. that, how long does that last? Eight hours. Okay. As you're doing that issue, <laughs> oh, that's pretty long. <laughs> yeah, because the first the first upgrade I got um, for this was Paragon of Inhu- no, I'm sorry, uh, Lingering Vitality, mm-hmm. which goes from one hour of vampire blood bonus to eight. Okay, then I'll tell you this: uh, yeah. as you're there boarding up the last window, you look mm-hmm. off and far off in the distance mm-hmm. with your super ha- enhanced vision, mm-hmm. you see on the crest of a hill one zombie approaching. Unlike the other shambling zombie, this one is standing straight. This one is looking, turning his head left and right with a sign of intelligence. His his clothes is also rags, but there's also almost a regalness to the rags. And he slowly starts to point forward. And behind him, you see 
Five. Ten. Twenty zombies slowly shamming towards you. You're seeing before you a zombie lord. Not for long, I'm not. <laughs> Open the door. <laughs> Eek! Right. Don't open this door again unless it's me. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I break out okay. into cut two. Yep. You're at the house. Yeah, I I get out of the I, I leap out of the taxi and immediately wipe myself off. Throw in the handkerchief into the taxi. The front lawn is is filled with the detritus of the abandoned angry mob. <laughs> yep. Pitchforks, uh, torches, uh you actually have a couple of used guns. Jesus, Byron used guns. the weirdest six hours. Yeah, yeah, Byron stops and looks at everything and just says like, oh, okay, I'm not even surprised. He's like, <laughs> he is running to the door kind of worried and he yeah. slams into it to see if it's broken. Is the, is the door? Yeah, the door is broken. The door is broken. Yeah, in. he's pushing in. He's like, uh, and he says, Amelia, Ami- Mora, Amelia. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine, says Amelia. Oh, she's there. Yeah, she's there. Yeah. He, Byron's re- just marching straight to her and picks her up and dips her and kisses her. And okay. it's very loving and long and <laughs> passionate. <laughs> and then he drops her. Yep. <laughs> and then he looks up and says, Moira! Moira, oh, where's the doctor at? Doctor's still at, he's, he's, he's recovering. Like, he, he literally just performed open heart surgery on himself. So he's, he's okay, but he's like, Taking some time to rest right. downstairs. So Moira would still be there just in case you still could turn vampire. Because yeah, no, we fair, have no right. idea what's going fair. on there. And and he, frankly, neither does he. And he, would ag- he would agree. He's like, please. And stay. we still can't trust Adelanda to be down yeah, here. Not a problem. So I'm going to pull away from Amelia and says, everything's fine, but I need to find uh, a doctor. Is he alive? Did he survive? Is he? He survived. Is he? Not as far far as I can tell, he's still human. He's. Better than he was before. Is it him cackling downstairs? Yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Amelia. Um, I need to get Amora right now, uh, but I need you to stay and watch over the doctor. I will be back in a few hours, so yes? We have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I understand. Fine. He doesn't look like he's turned into a vampire anytime soon, okay. so he should be fine. So I'm going to bring Amelia downstairs, find Moira, look at the doctor. Doctor, so glad to see you. Yeah, Do- the doctor is literally covered, is still in blood. <laughs> uh, you know, like, the, the the incisions are, oddly enough, healing, like, on their own. Do you uh, like my alien cosplay? You also yeah. notice that his eye is no longer a twisted lizard eye. It's actually human. Yep. Doctor, you're just hideous. Yeah, I was, I was going to say... Uh, uh, <laughs> How much? How much did it cost to raise an attribute five times current level? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm, I'm gonna raise this charm to two. Without, okay. Without, without, without Whoa! Whoa. Nice. My God! Yeah. Look at this look guy! Look at this guy! Yeah. Thanks to was... vampire powers, he is now kind of normal. Almost. <laughs> you are looking <laughs> ravishingly mundane, <laughs> Doctor. If I was drunk, blind, desperate, desperate, blind, and drunk, uh, <laughs> and you were rich, yes. <laughs> Lucky for you, I am rich, <laughs> Doctor. You're. You're doing well? Doing amazingly well, considering what I just did. Well, okay, I'm going to catch everybody up to speed, and I'm catching them up to speed okay. as much as, uh, as quickly as I can, discussing the girl, not going into the details of how I convinced her, but people know Byron. He can convince people. Yeah, if anybody can convince someone to want to die by talking to them. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's looking at more. And then he's basically saying, I don't know if you guys are aware, but we also are. Our prime minister was a Nock Raven. And apparently when I destroyed the psychic link, uh, the Night Raven decided to decloak itself in front of parliament. In and front, while doing a speech. While doing a speech. So now the report we have, the reporters, London is panicking. However, uh, I need to find someone who has the resources to 
actually get a boat out there and uh, several boats because there are a lot of people and there's only one other group other than London uh, the, uh, than the government than I can think of so Moira I need you to come with me we need to get to the sewers very quickly um, Moira looks at the doctor and looks at Victor like what is happening with Victor at this point <laughs> he is not doing well he is sitting he is, is he still strapped down uh, yeah, so so Victor Victor is like the, his the ticker that was implanted into him is not meant to keep vampires going. So the only reason it's working and keeping him going is because he's still hooked up to all the rest of the machines that are kind of fooling his body into thinking it's a normal heart. So Victor is not going anywhere. He is he is he is weak. He is strapped down, and he is literally being kept alive purely at my whim. All right, so we need to get to the d- doctor Amelia. You will be fine. Victor's not getting anywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> I'd okay. like to see him move. Uh, now, our damn pair up there will protect who, uh, if anybody else comes this way. Uh, but uh, we will be back. And Marcus will be back shortly. Oh, good. Good. I've got something to tell him. Yes. He has something to tell you, I'm sure. So, Moira, we need to get to the sewers really quickly. Moira looks at the hole that we they have boarded up uh, haphazardly with heavy equipment. Not that sewer. Why is that sewer open? We closed that, I thought. And you also now that? notice the tide of blood and fat all over the oh. laboratory. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> what happened to my home? Oh my god! <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I'm finally freaking out. I just, I come home, I come home after a long day of talking a woman out, of uh, talking a little girl into accepting death, and everything's a mess. Why is there fat? And why do I know that's fat? Oh my god, doctor, I've been listening at your lectures too much. Why is there blood, fat, and pus everywhere? That would be because of the ghouls that attacked during the operation. And you do see the, well, three regular ghoul de- uh, bodies as well. We well, threw the, we threw this in the sewer, so. Oh, right, yes. Byron's walking over to the sewer, pushing open, or... Going toward the door that we put stuff open, opening it and pushing everything off and opening it up and just wincing and closing it and look, opening it again says, is that the ghoul king? Yes. Mm. (laughs) Okay. Everything's fine. I can still make this work. Uh, We need to get going to not this sewer and uh, Byron is going to take Moira to uh, where they always meet up with uh, G. Merriweather. And he's lighting the candle that apparently alerts G. Merriweather to meet up me there. And he's waiting. Yep. And about 20 minutes, well, actually, as you're waiting, cut to a train. The Orient Express. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> Behind the, the zombie lord is a train. And he just points <laughs> and he just rams the door. Uh-huh. Thomas the train. Phoenix down. Phoenix down. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, as, that's, as you're waiting for, as you're waiting, uh, there is another image of basically a horde of zombies. And Marcus. Now, Marcus, usually these horde of zombies would completely ignore you. Mm-hmm. However, they're in charge of a... They're uh, being controlled by a zombie lord, an intelligent undead. Mm-hmm. I want you to give me a general uh, coordination role. I want you to give me just a general to see how far along you are in the quest, because he's sending hordes upon hordes of zombies at you. Coordination, you said? Yes. Okay. Straight coordination. Damn, this is your first day. Um, so that is a 14, uh, so an 18. That's pretty damn good. Uh, you are about halfway through the horde, trying to f- kill, tr- heading towards a zombie lord. Okay. That's what's happening. Okay. Cut two. Yeah, so I'm basically like bobbing and weaving mm-hmm. and super vampire flipping over. Yep. Uh, but I'm also like now super strong and agile. Yep. So I'm like John Cena, f- like throwing dudes off of my shoulder into other zombies yep. and stuff. It's 
It's all right. He's having a good time. <laughs> You're like yeah. the John Wick, but with a sword. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like occasionally, like they'll break one of your swords and you'll pull like a, a rusted scabbard from like a zombie's like belt and you just start, you're just going nuts. Yeah, yep. exactly. I love it. I want, I want this scene Actually, in the cartoon. Actually, the, the sword that I'm using is a sword that I got from the Golden King. Yes, you did. Oh, yeah. So it like glints yes, in the that sunlight. That's not breaking. So, <laughs> yeah. not snapping. Yeah, yeah. so it like, it glints and it looks very Final Fantasy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yep. So Byron is pacing back and forth, tapping his foot, and finally he just yells into the darkness, Merryweather, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming! 20 oh. <laughs> it's been about 20 minutes. <laughs> Noble friend! Well, okay, first of all, uh, how are you? I'm doing okay. Fantastic, uh, but- I've, I've brought you this. And it's, he grabbed one of the rusty, like, revolvers <laughs> off the ground from the from <laughs> yeah. the lawn he's like that was my great grandmother's uh, uh sh- shooter to, to, fe- to defend her honor when she was trying to find her uh, thank you so much lord byron forgive me such a wonderful gift i will always cherish and honor the to, memory of I this to, time I, once it will it soon it will be known that walking away. Mer- so where are you going? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you... Uh, big speeches are usually generally left until uh, when you're saying your goodbyes. So oh, I, I apologize. I'm so sorry. you always get the last word. Oh, clearly. right. You're right. You're right. Continue. Sorry. Right. So I need you to uh, bring me immediately to uh, Red 23. Like right now? Now. Uh, I, uh, sure. I guess. Uh, Absolutely. I will I'll lead you the way. Follow me. Moira? Moira's following. Yep. She's yep. like right behind. Oh, oh that was alone. <laughs> yep. Another coordination role, Marcus. Shift... Oh my god, I want, like, P. Merriweather to have, like, a ghoul dressed in black in his mourner. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dog. <laughs> it's a dog. No, it's, no, it's a rat. <laughs> it's a little rat with a top hat. You're like, what is this? Oh my god, it's adorable. <laughs> um, uh, David, how? How? How do I manage to do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, it's a seven. Take it. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. I'll allow you to take it. Yeah, so that's a 1419. Yep. You've reached a zombie lord. Cut two. Uh, after about 20 minutes uh, or so of walking, you arrive at another largest section of wide open space in the sewers, and you do see several people as well as the shocked look of Valerie Pine and Prantis Hancock heads of Red 23. You don't see Melinda around, though. Hello! Byron Clayton, I think we've had a, uh, a met a few times. What are you doing here, says Valerie. Well, I'm giving you guys a fantastic opportunity. Uh, I just found... A place that is better suited for your revolution than the sewers. What? Sit down. We need to have a discussion. And I do not have a lot of time. And uh, this is one of those offers that go away in the next five hours. And we have 20 minutes to decide if you accept it because it's about four hour trip out of here. All right. They sit down and I'm assuming you bleh. Yeah. He just goes into deep details of like what's going on. And then when they say like, what? That's a hot zone. He's like, ah, is it? Is it? Exactly. There was a psionic girl, a ghost, controlling everyone. She was incredibly powerful, but she's now no longer around and no longer protecting her village. Her village is out there in the wasteland, but it's not touched by the undead. They they have gardens. They have The blight's not even affected the land yet. It is a prime place for you to lead your revolution, a safe place, and no one wants to go there. Everybody still thinks that Christchurch is a hot zone. They have no reason to go searching. It's the perfect place. It is the perfect beacon for you. And yes, I would totally have given this to the government, but right now they're having a night raven situation. And right now you're not. So I need you to bring boats, guards, whatever supplies in order to secure that place. Or boats in order to save those people, but then you lose the land. It is a very short opportunity. And I know this seems a little sudden, but... 
that's the best things in life. Sometimes you have an opportunity to revolutionize your entire revolution. And sometimes you have a, rev- a chance to just sit in the sewers and continue to smell these wonderful smells. Yep. It's they, all up to you. Yep. Normally you would roll for this, but because of the whole, like, it's supposed to be a hot zone that everyone is affected by. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's there a second? What's going on? And they just, and they take, they take, they, it takes, for, to you is an immense amount of time. It's like five to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, all right, so we'll get some boats together. Fantastic. And yeah, Byron's leading a pirate, like, pirate <laughs> revolution yep. towards this place as soon as possible. Yep. Cut to Marcus, you're in front of the zombie lord. I pull my pistol and I shoot it in the face. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's going to be full in combat then. Roll initiative. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. Okay. Uh, that is a... Uh, and I'm, I can't remember. I'm adding my prowess to this? Prowess, yes. Okay, so that is a... Uh, that is a 23. 23 for him as well. Oh, plus the uh, quick draw for so you go first. my pistol. So, yep. cool. All right. I take aim. All right, so, so yeah. So use your action to aim. He's going to yeah. use a zombie instead to try to attack you. Or just okay. Go uh, and this is much weaker than a zombie lord. There's only one. Although if you miss this time, he will have more zombies on you. Yep, but, that makes sense. Uh, that is a 15 to hit you. Okay, cool. Does and now I roll my what? Well, no, no, no. Does you, it hit does, though? Does it hit you? Is a question. It's coordination plus your uh, your coordination plus 11. Uh, 15. Yeah, would be, oh, we know. Yeah, it would be 16 actually. Yeah, yeah. So basically, right. zombie misses you. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. All right, your go. Now I would like to shoot him in the head. Okay. All right. So this is what is the difficulty? It's a gun, so it's just eleven. Okay. Uh, but minus three because of of, of a headshot. And then I'm aiming, which is a plus five. Aiming character in fourth his turn to take an aim with a range attack. But yeah, gains plus five to your range attacks. Cool. So all told, this is plus two. Yep. The difficulty of eleven. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So that is a. Uh, that would be 14. 13 uh, plus my um, pistol, which is 3, so that'd make it a 16. That hits. Yes. Cool. That was like damage. So it's this plus 6 plus 5, so this plus 11. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Executor Pistols. Uh, that is a 9 plus 11, so that is a 20. 20. Yep. To the head. Yep. But it's not a lethal wound. <sighs> Close. You do. You t- you. The shot goes through. Uh, his chin and the back and the back of his neck, but mm-hmm. it's not not enough to take him down. Okay, and cool. then you have a second shot. No, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, he didn't charge. He has three actions. Yes, so you're right. Like, you just want the aiming uh, bonus. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's only um, eleven, so there's a good chance you'll probably hit him. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case, yeah, gonna give it another shot. Last action. But wait, uh-huh. he, he does have two actions. Okay. So he's cool. going to try to hit you with another zombie. All right. And I'm going to say I'm going to give it a plus one because it's more zombies. So mm-hmm. instead of a plus two to this one, it's going to be a plus three. Okay. To try to hit you. Cool. It's 14 plus three is 17. Okay. Yep. Which hits. All right. But I'm going to use my free parry. Okay. Oh, excuse me. My free dodge from unarmed. Okay. Do it. All right. 17. All right. And I get footwork. So this is a plus three. Mm-hmm. Nope. They hit me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, so it's going to be 13 plus 4 is 17. Okay, cool. So it's minus my vitality. Yep. Which is currently 6. Mm-hmm. So it brings it down to 11. Mm-hmm. And my armor, which is 1 point, so it brings it down to a 10. So, so it's you, a flesh wound. No, 11 is a flesh wound. You're fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yep. Ten is nothing. Yeah, ten yep. is nothing for now. So I'm basically Chris Redfield from, uh, oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Resident Evil. Resident, Resident Evil 2. All right. Cutscene 2. You're on a boat. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Uh, you're there with Connor in your mini yacht. And behind you is a ramshackle crew of boats that somehow escaped the Thames. Uh, and these are like fishermen boats. Oh, yeah. Like, these are tugboats. Oh, oh, tugboats. We, we have an armada. Yes. Yeah. Yep. With you in the front. You For a brief second, you considered putting your leg out and just being on at the front of the boat. But then you, it rocked below. It's like, there, you decide to sit back. Oh, no, 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 no. Byron, I'm sorry. Byron is a man of all. Of, he stopped to pick up a hat. <laughs> so he has a big fluffy hat with a big fe- it's a It's a peacock feather. Because you, I don't know if you know this, but Byron actually started the first peacock fighting ring in the West Side. And it was very. Valerie goes, I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> so Byron is like on the front. Sword out, and he's just he's 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 doing this. Yep. Cut to Marcus. Mm-hmm. You're looking back, and you see many of the zombies are attacking you, mm-hmm. but a couple are still aiming for that church. They better be able to re- repel three <laughs> zombies while I'm fighting the rest of the <laughs> the rest of the B team from the Romero shoot happening on this place. Okay, from the top, you All go right. first. All right, using the same initiative. Did you yeah. get your third uh, action? Um, that was the second. Oh right, no right. Yeah, he has the yeah, third. You, yeah. get one, yeah, yeah. you get one more action. One more yeah. action. Yes, I forgot. So this I, is just you're, you're just shooting them. Yeah, exactly. Just regular yeah. shot. Yep. Blow. So that is an eight. Uh, still aiming for aim for the head. Well, you can't aim. No, uh, you can still aim for the he head. Still he just doesn't aim. get the bonus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Honestly though, D- D- David, you could aim this round mm-hmm. and then start the next round, and then you'd be able to just automatically shoot. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I'm going to do that. That's very smart. Okay. All right. Fine. I'm going to aim. All right. So, fast so then, aiming, fast aiming. Top then round. top of the round, you go again. Roll it. All right. That's how you do fast aiming. Yeah. There. Actually, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my uh, put my sword in its scabbard and pull my second gun and fire twice. Okay. So first one gets an aiming bonus. You have bonus. quick draw, so you can just whoosh, yep do that. All right. Uh, first one gets an aiming bonus. Second one does not. Okay. So this is plus. What do we say? Two. That is an eighteen. Nineteen. That definitely hits. Yeah. How many shots do you have in that gun? Oh, I mean, you, you probably hit it by just Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Um, uh, how many? Ten. Ten oh, per clip. So one, two, th- one, two so far. Um, so that is a, okay, we'll call it a 17 because it rolled. Um, plus, uh, plus two. So there's a 21. Uh, yeah. One, seven, seven. 21. Yeah. 21 to hit him in the head. All right, you hit him. Okay, cool. So it's this. Plus five. Plus five. That is a 16 mm. plus five plus. 11. So it's plus 11. Mm-hmm. So that is a 27. Yay. To the head. His head literally explodes out the back of his skull. And he topples to the ground. So I so Marcus is firing with his with one uh, pistol in his left hand, and in a fluid motion, he puts the sword back into its uh, holster or into its hilt at his side, and then with the same hand pulls up his second gun. But the first gun is already fired, and the head of the zombie lord snaps back, and there's a moment, and it explodes, and then Marcus uh, just crosses his right arm over the. Uh, over the elbow of his left arm and just shoots a zombie that's coming towards him like off screen like man yep and with the zombie lord dead the zombies once again ignore you cool and most of them start to wander random directions but there's still a cluster aiming towards that church oh my god <laughs> as you're there shooting mm-hmm. you hear from the side follow me 
to your destiny. I am the very model of a modern major general, an information veteran, and I'm more general. <laughs> I and, know and the Queen's and the rest, I quote the fights historical from Battle of Little Bottle in order categorical. But can you sing it really, really fast? <laughs> <laughs> and behind them is, taking none of his shit, is Red 23 aiming into the zombies. I want to give uh, Byron an extra XP for singing my favorite, uh, for my favorite <laughs> musical. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, no, yeah. And Byron's there. Byron's yeah. charging oh, along yeah, yeah. with his sword because uh, he has a cane sword. Yep. And, yeah. He's, he's, yep. he's having an. And Marcus, do you know deep down that if the zombie lore were there, it, this would have been a lot worse for them, mm-hmm. but with the zombie lord gone, they're able to wipe through the zombies pretty quickly. <laughs> but as far as they like, they come over the hill, and it just looks like Marcus was taking a piss, <laughs> <laughs> and it's running back like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I swear, there is a whole there's a zombie lord. Marcus, I give you one duty. My God, <laughs> leave it to an Irishman to wander <laughs> off in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> oh pickles! <laughs> so yeah, yep. uh, so are we rolling to fight? Are we no, no? With yeah. the rest of the Red Twenty Three, there you're able to wipe them out. So yeah, we uh, with Red Twenty Three, if it's okay, uh, they're just kind of are they taking claim of this village? Yes, yes. So they're they're starting to put uh, guards up, and I'm just walking over to Marcus and clapping him on the shoulder and saying. Good job. I mean, uh, they kind of slipped by you, but I'm sure there was a reason. But I wanted you to inform you, the doctor. Made it through the surgery. It's weird. It's very weird. But he's alive and so far not vampiric. Good. Good. Good job. Uh, thank you. Likewise. Um, made good time. Uh, yes, but uh, this is not exactly the government here. This is Red 23, so we supported a terrorist organization. <clears throat> Who now have a base outside of Britain that they can call their own that no one's going to check for months if not years which can make a power base and well we'll see what happens in the future i might have done something bad but i'm walking towards the uh church and wrapping on it with my cane yep uh you see lucille open it up uh is marcus okay uh yes yes Uh, we saw the battle marcus thank you so much ah all in a day's work lucille and where's the leader (laughs) (laughs) She slowly turned towards you. What? I knew the guy. I, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I, I winced at that one, and then you look around. It's uh, vampire disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you look. She she slowly turns behind her, and you see uh, in a corner uh, on in the zone of vomit is the former leader that you talked to before. He was indisposed. Then I'll be speaking with you. Mm-hmm. Um, hello. This is uh. These are the leaders of uh, what are their names again? Red twenty three. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. Uh, Valerie and the other guy. Yes, this is Valerie, and the other one over there, I don't remember his name. Um, My name is Prantus, yes? Prantus. What a terrible name. Um, <laughs> here's the situation. They are a little bit of riffraffs when it comes to the uh, London, but they're the only ones willing to come and save you. The good news is they're all about the people and, you know, democracy and all that interesting stuff. Um, and they're going to stay here and protect you, but they're also probably going to uh, decide to um, make this a base of their operation. It was this or you die. So I'm, I hope you all can figure out a way to live together. I understood half of what you just said, but it's better than dying, so I'll accept it. Besides, remember, we were under the power of a psychotic, psychotic little girl, so I think this is slightly better. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to grab my Irishman and get out. All right. Well... Goodbye. Marcus, we'll never forget you. Right. Um, perhaps I'll visit at some time, and then I look over at the Red 23 people. 
That seems complicated, you know? <laughs> Where's Melinda, I say, finally, just turning towards Valerie? Uh, she was had some dealing with the mourner. Mm, I do not like that man. He has helped us on numerous occasions. We understand as a noble you hate the idea of a rogue mourner killing nobles, but for us he's fine. Thank you. I understand. And thank you for the base of operations. We will use it very well. This wasn't my gift to you. Don't Don't confuse this. This is the last gift Horatio Clayton will ever give you. Horatio Clayton, who gave his people a fair shot, who died for the people. Do not act like this mourner has given you more than my brother gave your organization. My brother was a good man, good people, and he tried to do it the legit way. And he died for it. So yes, I understand Red 23 right now is very important. But I want you to sit on this. That mourner that you keep on saying he's done such a good job for you, he was the one that blew up my brother's carriage. And he was the one that blamed it on what Red 23. So, you can either believe him or believe me. I don't care at this point. But don't think for a second that a noble hasn't ever fought for the people. Horatio fought for the people. And he gave his life. And at one time, I thought it was gave his life because of you. But no, it was a mourner. You're being used. Everybody's using everybody. Start questioning your allies just a little more. And by the way, before you question me, I'm not an ally. I'm done with you. Enjoy your base. So Byron is walking off and gets into his tugboat. Yep, Connor and yeah, Connor's there like, well, uh, Marcus, I'm glad you're alive. Right. Check out what they gave me. And I opened up like a small satchel and there's like some carrots in there and like a turnip. What the hell is that? I have no idea. (laughs) I've heard about that. That's a carrot. Says Connor. It's a a vegetable. No, that's not a carrot. My God, my. Have you never had. A carrot comes inside a bowl and it is is (laughs) liquid and it's delicious and it has sprinklings of chives on it. (laughs) (laughs) I start up the engine. Lean over and start the engine. So. So can I, can I have? Oh fuck yeah! Oh my god! Don't think you're supposed to. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, turnips aren't that good. Right? That's fine. <laughs> Compared to eating sludge for your entire life. Oh, and one potato. They gave me one potato, and for some reason that I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> now Marx is like, now they're racist. <laughs> yeah. Racist enough to give it back? Well, I mean, let's not be hasty. <laughs> This is an incredible dress. I can't believe you. Do you have more than one? (laughs) If you're going to be racist, go all out. Any cabbage? Marcus, what is that? Oh, it's where um, it's proto whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Neo whiskey, Uh, neo Victorian whiskey. Anyway, so you potato whiskey, right? Potato vodka and potato whiskey. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Mm. you can make alcohol out of anything. Really, Mm. I mean, you make a bong out of anything. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Sure. You drive off. No, sorry, you boat off. Sail. Sail off. You sail off. off. Sail! <laughs> After four, about four hours, you arrive back in London. And travel back uh, Travel back on carriage ride back to your home. Uh, Connor, they're with you to receive his payment. Oh, right. Payment. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I give him like the whatever coin we offered. And then I see him looking around at all the scraps yeah. on, a, on the lawn. And I just wave it towards him and say... 
Take whatever you like. That pitchfork, I'm sure, can get you quite the bundle, and there's a couple of pistols. There was a lot here. There was more earlier, but I thought I saw some children there. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Fine. And you guys head in. I'm looking. Marcus is l- taking in everything, and he looks at you, and you say the doctor's all right. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Nothing's wrong, and I pat the door, and it just collapses <laughs> in. And you see Adele there. Uh, it's like... I'm glad you're both okay. Uh, Marcus smiles as as Byron pats the door and it like the rest <laughs> of it comes off its hinges and like mm-hmm. falls forward. And then I lean in. Now you know what it feels like to be me. Yep. And you see Adelan there. You realize that they were actually having tea in a corner. Oh, I just remembered I have to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Adele's like, so me and Adelan have been talking. And, and then she pauses and stares. Her eyes are wide and she stares and you're, she stares just stares and you realize he's staring past you and i spin around both pistols out and you see connor there behind you he's like so i found this uh, long rifle i'm not sh- exactly sh- i mean this looks very expensive and i and she he pauses and stares past you at adele i point the pistols at both of them byron you're sure if she's dead oh uh, i rock up to i walk up to uh to- Marcus and I lower his guns and I say, I believe this is something else uh, entrapping their attention. Adele? Connor? And you see Adele just Uh, run up the stairs. And you see Connor, they're just frozen. Go check on the doctor. I think (laughs) this is a bit of drama that you are not accustomed to. I, however, am eating <laughs> You do see Adelon. <laughs> you do, you do, you do hear a, and you look and you see Adelanda with her hands over her face like a child. And she goes, oh my God, this is like Oliver Wright's loves and manners. I put my guns away and I point at Adele, uh, I point at Adelanda as I walk by. That book was full of lies and this is not funny. <laughs> Connor, what is going on? That's Adele. Yes, I know that's Adele. Oh, that's her name. <laughs> she's she's alive. Okay, get to the part where you know her. She's my fiance. Wow, oh. this is an <laughs> like even Moira goes like oh <laughs> oh the <don't. laughs> coat rack is like oh, oh. <laughs> okay okay. Yeah, Baron's just going sitting next to Adelanda like pass some of that tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. I am sitting there. I deserve this. Like, my radio's busted. My books are burned. Everything's destroyed. This teacup right now doesn't have a handle, but I'm just taking what I can. And I'm going to say Connor's there in shock times for a few minutes. So it's going to take time for him to talk to you. Cut scene two. Basement. Uh, Doctor? Yes. Oh, Marcus. Is that you? Hey. All right. I'll be right up. Uh, Victor's still down here. Uh, May still have any use for him. That's a moment. Marcus. Mm-hmm. Even upstairs, you usually got a sense that yeah. that Victor was there. Mm-hmm. Now, you felt that presence of vampire, but you weren't close enough to be affected by the pre- affected by it. Mm-hmm. You don't feel that anymore. Hmm. Yeah, you see the doctor downstairs like grabbing stuff, probably pulling mm-hmm. on a shirt or something. So yeah. you've got a moment to decide yeah. if you want to come down. Yeah. You turn around and Marcus is standing there. Marcus. Marcus, you clearly see Victor sitting on a chair, his part replaced by some sort of strange machine. But you feel no vampiric presence forcing you to fight it. 
not thickens on every level of this house. Doctor, you're looking spry. Yeah, and you notice that his uh, like lizard eye is healed. It's just normal. Hmm. Like I, I'm feeling better than I have in years. You, you do not understand how difficult it is to have a mechanism for a heart until suddenly you replace it with a supernatural uh, uh, organ. This is horrible! Right? Right? <laughs> I mean, years! I mean, for you, it could be centuries. Who knows? I mean, sooner or later, the, the equipment will rust, but it could, you could have centuries ahead of you of this torture. Terrible, huh? I hate you so much. I know. I know. Who's that good? Whatever you are now. Anyway. Um, doctor. Yes, yes. Do you have a suture kit around here? Just, do I have a suture kit around here? Do I have a suture <laughs> kit around here? And uh, yeah, he, he digs. I mean, he literally just did surgery. Yep. He's got, yeah, things. Oh, so I take one, of, take one of the suture needles and mumbles to himself, science. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. And then goes over to goes over to Victor and then pricks him in the arm once with the suture needle mm-hmm. and then licks it. Is he still a vampire? It's not a vampire. It's mm-hmm. not human. And then you have the distinct taste mm-hmm. of Dampier. Oh, lad. Welcome to the club. <laughs> doctor. Mm-hmm. You're not a doctor. You're an artist. <laughs> <laughs> I could have told you that. And also a baker, because fuck, this is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, doctor kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Uh, I actually needed to talk to you. First of all, are, 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 you, are, you, are you well? Did, did this whole whatever foolishness Byron pulled you into, it's all, it's all done? Aye. Aye, it is. It's, um, you know, it's weird. I remember Byron and Moira back when we first met him, mm. like yesterday. And I don't know, it's just they're so different now. Like, they're doing this, they're doing the right thing. They're doing the right thing, even though it's harder for them. Mm. And it's almost as if, I don't know, I'm not even, it's not even noteworthy worthy that... Byron wanted to save a bunch of people in the middle of the wastes. Now, it's, it's it kind of suits him. It's between you and me and Victor. Shut up. Oh, I think Byron's a hero. See, that's why I don't do these things. Then people just expect it. <laughs> Trust me, Doctor. Nothing that you do is expected. <laughs> fair, fair. And on that note, by the way, you're fired. Your duty is fulfilled. I. It's paid off. I mean, look at me. Uh, I'm. But, um. Like, just like that. Just like that? You were working for me because you had a debt. That debt is paid off. You no longer need to stay. You no longer need to follow my orders. You've done good. I mean, yes, you're a monster, but so are all of us. You're still a better person than most everyone I've met. And considering that I just implanted 
the heart of a literal vampire into me, changing me into, I don't know what yet, but I'm going to write some papers about it, I'll tell you that much. It's kind of inspiring to know you can be a monster and still a good person. And you hear of uh, Victor, this, what is this? This is horrible. What is, I, I, I. You're feeling the Oh, oh, I thought I wanted this, but no, no. I, yeah, and Dodge is kind of leaning over with a, a, a test tube that he pulled out of a pocket, just like, just give me the tears. There's a, there's a, there's a thick just, tear just goes right just into that test. Give me that. There we go. There we go. And drinks it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, this is for, this is for later. Yeah. Yep. Uh, are you sure? Um, I feel like... Um, and Adele is... What, 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 what about her? Cut two. <laughs> Connor there, frozen with his gun. That's just keep, keep going. Go, yeah. Moira is actually going to shuffle him inside. There's no need for this 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 display of emotion out in public. <laughs> yep, and he's, he's we are shuffled. still British here. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Behind her is a guy with like loops over his uh, shoulders, holding a bunch of popcorn. Popcorn, that's <laughs> your popcorn. And he's still, he still, yeah, he shuffles over to wherever you sit him with. Is just grasping the gun tightly. Moira, please get the door. Moira looks at the giant door that's fallen inward. <laughs> oh, no, of course. My my head got away from me. Willard! <laughs> Still locked inside, sir. Oh, yeah, someone let him out. Adele, let him out. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Moira, could you at least let Willard out so he can get the door? He has the day off, sir. Oh, this is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hero. <laughs> he heard me. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Adelanda, you're a damn pair of nature. Could you please get the door? Please. She is focused 100% on Connor with her hand, her her head on her, her hands, just expectantly waiting what could happen. Well, one um, of my favorite things about that NPC is she's such a nosy vampire. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, okay. Connor, why is your fiance Adele? <laughs> <laughs> and why are you married to her now? Is you were supposed to be uh, married in Dublin. Uh, but uh, she was always helpful. She was always so smart. And I, but I, I, I knew she was unhappy. But I thought, you know, I just lot into town that, that, you know, you could be. I mean, there's admittedly that I felt that there wasn't enough. She felt she talked briefly about not being enough roles for her, but you know, there's there's a good thing. There, at least at the time, I thought there were good things in town. And then she and I, I proposed, and she said yes, and she said she would be happy with me. And then she left. And afterwards, I understood why she did. I felt it was safe, I felt it was wonderful. But as soon as she left. People that I had known her for years suddenly started talking about her. Like, because she left, she was some sort of monster, even though she's helped them so many times before. She was the best herbalist in town. And after a while, I was—I realized I was afraid to move from the city as well. Her leaving made me realize I should have left a long time ago. I, th- I decided to just 
join the Navy and just move on. I assume she had maybe moved someplace, perhaps died. I don't know. Uh, I'll catch you up. What happened was she ran into the doctor one day and pretty much he was desperate for anyone to keep him safe and keep him sane. She's been his trusted assistant for quite some time. That makes sense. She was always very, very smart. She's the smartest woman in town. Yeah, she's the smartest great. person in town. She's great with her hands. Yes, I heard. <laughs> Brilliant mind. Um, listen, Connor, take it from a man who has spent his entire life hiding from everything. Uh, you don't start living until you start taking chances. And he watches his wife walk uh, through the kitchen, like trying to scrub off all the gore from her hair. She is a mess. Yep. And he's like, you've spent far too long just standing there at the stairs, staring dumbfounded. More longer than you think. I'm talking years. Go up there, knock on the door, and talk to your fiancé. Because, my goodness, this show's not going to get entertaining until something happens. All right. I, I, uh, what, what do I... What do I, I don't, it's been years. I, I don't know what to say. What do I say? Hi. That's it? <laughs> Trust me. From a man who never thinks before he talks, sometimes you'd be surprised where hi gets you. I should have said hello. <laughs> <laughs> and he slowly, he he slowly is about to get up the stairs and he stops and he realizes he's still holding the massive gun. Moira takes yeah, it. Th- thank you. Thank you. And he slowly goes up the stairs. <laughs> and you hear a knock. Hi. And there's a minute pause. And the door slowly opens. And you see Adelanda slowly stand up. Moira puts <laughs> the gun in front of Adelanda. All right, all right. She's like not pointing it at her, <laughs> yeah. just like using it as a barrier. And she's like, "All right, all right, all right." And she sits back down, and then she just perks her ear up a little bit. <laughs> Can't funny. stop that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm hoping they go into the room and talk, mm-hmm. because if not, Byron will be just like Adelanda. But as soon as they're out of sight, out of mind, yeah, yeah. Byron takes a sigh and rubs at his face and realizing he hasn't slept in God knows how long. All right. Moira? Yes. You're really not going to like what I have to tell you. What now? <sighs> well, no, I I think it's good news in a way. Um, Sheraton has cloned, has made a copy of Horatio. But his soul is... It's a, it's, it's a vacant body just drifting in water. I saw it. I know where it's at. Tell me where it is. I think you'd be more interested in the second thing. The mourner found Horatio's ghost, and he's trapped it somewhere. Moira's face is generally pretty impassive. You know, she, she definitely has that, that mask of indifference. Um, so usually she's very impossible to read, but her cold face somehow gets colder. Like, the temperature drops in the room. They, they, they want, I think they want to combine the two elements. Put the soul back into the man. No. 
Moira, this is a chance to bring... No. No. That's not for you to decide. He was not yours. He was my brother. He was my husband. He was my brother! That is an accident of blood. That was an accident of blood. You were an accident of chance. You weren't even a noble. You shouldn't even been at that ball. Your father inherited it. There's a very... There's a silence. No, no, there's not silence. There's the shing of an exculpus coming out. And it stops right before you. I would like to say that Byron is unflinching, but no. <laughs> give give me, you know what? Give me the roll. Give me a willpower roll. Oh, I will absolutely make do, this. I don't think so. But. Do I get to make an intimidation roll? Yes. Intimidation versus willpower. And while, while this is happening, you see Adelanda head on hand <laughs> staring. <laughs> and uh, you look over and Marcus, uh, you know, dapper as ever, a living shadow is sitting there just kind of watching it sipping out of the teacup that, uh, <laughs> that Byron had. But he looks like Pugsley Adams, if he got ripped. <laughs> I think you're going to beat me. I only got a nine. Fifteen. All right. Nice. Byron stares you down. <laughs> yeah. I'm going out for air. I don't need to have you shadowing me. We will discuss this when we both had time to think it over. And I would ask you to think long and hard. I have every right to try to bring my brother back. It is an affront to everything on this earth to try to bring someone back. Is that what your excuse is, or is the fact that you're afraid that he will not recognize what you've become? With that line, he's walking, he's walking. (laughs) So he's just like storming out, and he's heading out, and he's hopping into a carriage. Does he pretend to slam the non-existent door? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, he does. He tries to slam the door, but he like stumbles a little bit because there's no actual weight there. So he grabs the coat rack that's not Mora, but she could take it as a threat. And he tips it over (laughs) in front of him. I'll slow her down. (laughs) And he's walking, he's getting into his carriage, and he's driving, and he's having the driver take him away. And as long as I know that Moira is not on top of the roof, <laughs> I do make sure of that. Yep. Is Moira on top of the roof? No. <laughs> uh, Byron is heading off to Sheridan. Okay. As he's heading off to Sheridan, are you guys doing anything? You notice that Marcus is sitting there next to Adelanda sipping tea. <laughs> when did you get here? <laughs> and he meets the eyes of Moira. Shrugs with a kind of genuinely sympathetic look. He finishes his tea. Right. Well, looks like we must we must both be out of a job then. What do you mean? The doctor just fired me. I gotta take a walk. It's about time. You wanna come? Sure. Right. Alanda. Yep. Secrets of her sinners. Come along, go. Oh, come on. <laughs> <sighs> she stands up. And then she pauses for a second. Oh, okay, they're done. <laughs> she laughs. laughs. She walks out the door. The telltale sign- sound of a steel stopper being removed from a flask. As <laughs> I <laughs> walk forward. <laughs> All right, yeah. yeah. And, uh, we're, you know what? We're just uh, going. Uh, What's up? Uh, about a minute after after they all leave, uh, the doctor comes up from the basement with a sheaf of papers in hand. 
He's like, Marcus, Marcus, you ran off. I, I drew up some employment. Where'd he go? <laughs> <laughs> Right. My contract, you owe me money. <laughs> you have to buy him some of <laughs> right. Then you're off towards Sheridan's Manor. Yes, uh, I am. Yep. Uh, which is a, like it'd be basically a huge mansion, at least compared to yours. Right. And I'm sure there's upped security since, you know, oh, yeah. life as a Night Raven is delightful. Yeah. And you hear uh, people talk, uh, like, as, you're, as you get out of the carriage and start walking towards the mansion, you do see that there's a couple of nobles talking about the situation. A few of them heard about this that the night rivers are might be associated with Prussia. Is this mean war between Great Britain and Prussia? Oh, the wife's going to love that. <laughs> he mumbles as he keeps on walking. Yep. And eventually, get to the gate and you see these two massive guards. I need to speak with Sheridan. One moment, sir. And one of them walks away. So, how about them night ravens, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he says to the other guard. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he's just waiting. Okay, no, Byron's just waiting. Right. A little while later, the big guard comes back. This way, sir. Yep, Byron's marching along. Yep. Uh, march. He's marching and following. Okay. Uh, you're led inside. Uh, and you're led up to, uh, into the main lobby and up to upstairs to what looks like uh, some sort of uh sitting room. And they're sitting. His legs crossed, his hands steepled in front of him, on his his uh elbows on his on his thighs, looking at you. Is Sheridan. Please have a seat. Of course. Byron. Yes. He takes a seat. So Night Ravens, huh? Mm-hmm. I suspect you didn't expect it to actually become a night raven in front of the entire Parliament? And what would you have known about that, Byron? Oh, I've been following your exploits. I know about everything. I know about my brother's ghost. I know about my brother's clone. I know about your little arrangement with the mourner. And I also knew about the little girl that you have conscripted, tricked. And to... where is she now, Byron? I put her to rest. He stares at you coldly. Byron is actually reaching over to the side, and there is a rolling table that has chess on it. Mm-hmm. And Byron just rolls it uh, between them. Mm-hmm. And he just starts picking up like the the you know the white uh, the white pieces that Sheridan uh, would be if they were actually playing be using and he's just like picking up pawns picking up bishops. Here's the thing: you and I, Sheridan, actually have a lot of the same beliefs. I believe that people are the future, that life, that biology is where we need to go. That I don't believe that we need to embrace death. No, 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 no. And I actually believe that. Um, you both needed a player in this game, and unfortunately, you both wanted Horatio, and Horatio was taken out of this game. So, you, haphazardly, I must say, chose me. And the Mona chose Melinda. Here is the problem that you both didn't realize um, is, and he's picking up these marble, beautifully handcrafted uh pieces that he's all gathered in his hands all the white pieces and he stands up and throws it down on the ground smashing them my brother is not a piece in your game i am not playing your game anymore which is why i removed all your pieces and the only thing you have left is me now this is what we're doing i am going to go to where the mourner is keeping his soul 
I am going to remove that piece off this board. I am taking his soul and I am going to bring him to you. And you are going to put that soul into that clone. And we are bringing my brother back. We are not playing a game anymore, Sheridan. This is simply the mission. My life's goal, a second chance. Stop thinking of this mourner as a friend. He is your enemy, he is your adversary, and we are going to make the finishing blow so we can stop playing this ridiculous game. You wanted a player, I'm a player. So, shall I get the soul and bring back the person you absolutely know you need? Or do you hire one of your goons to break my neck and throw me over the walls or into the fence? Sheridan stares at you for a second, unmoved. At least he looks like he's unmoved. Sheridan. By your speech. And then he slowly stands up. Come with me. And he walks out the door. Yeah, he's following. And he walks from the sitting room down to the lobby and outside. Mm -hmm. To a carriage. I get in the carriage. Yep. And you see one of the big muscular dudes go into the front to start driving you guys. And there's Sheridan there, completely silent. And after about a little while, you realize you're going to Regent's Park, where she knows the location of the lab. Eventually, you go to a little section of Regent's Park, because Regent's Park is a beautiful place for the nobility, but there are still sections that are closed off for business. Of course. Yeah. And you go to a section that is closed off that you know is owned by Sheridan. You step out of the carriage and go, and there you realize there is like a gazebo. That there's a gazebo. No. Uh, there, there is a gazebo. <laughs> As you head over to the gazebo, you realize in the center of the gazebo, a bit off color than everything else, there seems to be some circular door that opens up and a spiral staircase goes down. Yes. Yes. You read my hope chest. <laughs> yep. And as you you head downstairs, and as you head down the stairs in the middle of this gazebo, you hear the sounds of bubbling, electricity sparking. And you see before you at least one of possibly many rooms full of these equipment. And in one is a tube of this, another. I realize it's the same person that drove you here, this massive muscular monster dude that is in a full uniform is passively human. But when you look at it naked in that tube is obviously not. Uh, you see uh, one uh, scientist you saw a long time ago, a scientist in plaid. I don't you think know, I ever met him. Uh, you met him years and years ago. Oh, well, like, in, like Like Unhull Metropolis too. Okay. Or something like that. But yeah, he's there. Uh, we'll talk, I forgot his name, but he's there. Uh, he's there like, oh, uh, Mr. Uh, Sheridan is like, and Sheridan just looks at him and goes like, I'll go back to work now. Excuse me. And he starts, and you hear uh, Sheridan start walking towards another I'm small following. hallway. And as you're going towards the end of the hallway. You hear something. Something you haven't heard in a long, long time. A song. A song, a common song given to noble children by either their caretakers or their mothers. Sort of like a sort of like a national song for like the responsibility of noble, called As a Noble. As a noble, you must fight. To keep everything good and right. As a noble, you must have your say. And lead the world the right way. 
as a noble, as a noble, as a noble, as a noble, you must lead to keep the world truly freed. As a noble, you must fly the British flag so very high. As a noble, as a noble, as a noble. <laughs> and when you hear the final call, and your body begins to fall, know that you nobly served your queen, and that your glory shall always be seen. As a noble, as a noble, as a noble. Mm, mm, mm. Sound being your mother's voice. And as you go to the final chamber, you do see that too, containing your brother's body. And there, sitting next to it, just sitting there reading a book, is your mother singing. Byron just doesn't react to her. He walks forward and places a hand uh, on the glass as he stares at his brother's face. Your mother looks up and seems genuinely surprised you're there. Byron? Sheridan, what say you? Is it time to end this game and bring my brother back? Sheridan looks at you, nods his head. I will not lie to you, Byron. You ruined many of plan. But you've also shown that you contain many aspects, I assume, what's contained in your blood. It is, in the end, my fault for not seeing the problem you would be. I'll accept that. I guess it's long past the time I've delayed this action. Let's end this cold war. Then I have a plan. Cut to? Where do you want to cut to? Uh, I'll, uh, unless these guys have the, they want to do their talk and walk, mm-hmm. but uh, Byron will return at night. Okay. Cut to talk and walk? Mm-hmm. Talk and walk. Yeah, okay. Old, uh, Aaron's, Aaron's Sorkin. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Moira is absolutely who should be in a Sorkin walk and talk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So. From what I gathered, before, um, after everything, everything else, that your late husband is the prisoner of um, the man who's marrying Byron's ma? So it would seem. Right. Why? How? One at a time. I have no answers. But, uh, Horatio died, right? Yes. Right, okay. But apparently, there is some truth 
to the belief that the soul continues after death. And Sheridan has perverted it. Right. With a casualness that is not befitting the situation, Marcus is going to guide the walk over to a stall that sells tea. And he's going to, it's one of those, uh, it's a situation where like door, um, uh, door hatches open up, window hatches open up from a building. And then you just hang out there and drink tea. You're going to get one for everyone. Right. Or, or it's the psychic resonance of uh, an imprint of when they died, or it's a collective consciousness uh, resonance from all of the things that the people closest to them, much like a network of, uh, of uh, neurological disorders, expect from the person, which connected with some certain aspects of the plague and also of uh, uh, latent psychic abilities allows the concept of a ghost to exist. You've read Lord Pearson's work, says Edelande. I've just heard it enough times <laughs> from the doctor. Speaking of, well then, perhaps the doctor's favorite phrase is appropriate here. It is an abomination. And it is not an abomination that I care to allow to walk this earth. No matter what form it wears. London seems to be dealing with a fair amount of impostors, both mostly of the high regard. I, well, that's something for the rest of us, isn't it? You don't see us, you don't see us commoners walking around as abominations and, well, you know what I mean. We are what we are. Look, um... Moira, as much as you may protest it, I very much in my heart consider you and Byron friends. And I'll be damned if the last 24 hours hasn't proven how important the heart is. But can you conceive of a way that we can stop this without Byron? Actively chasing after the legacy of his brother. I don't want to hurt him. He is rich. He's mad. I mean, angry, but the other kind. And I know I understand that. I do. And if I was put in his position and I found out that one of my brothers had died, I'd be hard-pressed to lean on the Bible if the answer was right there. He's wounded. And that wound is what has shaped both yours and his lives. He tried to kill it. So did you. He tried to kill himself and his thoughts. You tried to kill his... The memory. It's not my place. I'm scared. I don't want to see you too. Regardless of how you feel, sometimes the only family you've got left is the only family you've got left. What do we do? 
How do we stop it? Without... Best case scenario is Byron becomes an opiate addict, maybe? <laughs> He's survived it before. I see no answer that doesn't hurt someone. Um, there's another... What would Byron say here? Daft bastard. There's another piece on the table. What? The last person he would ever listen to. His ma. It's her little boy. She is definitely not inclined to listen to me either. I feel like I've threatened her life. That sounds like something I did. Oh, sure, you're Christian. (laughs) (laughs) But... I mean, does she know? Does she know the man who's going to marry her is attached to this thing? What would her late husband think? I don't know if she cared what her late husband would think. Horatio was always her favorite. It's possible if there was a chance to get him back, she would be just gripped with the same madness as Byron. Was Horatio always her favorite? Or did she just... Was it always easier to love Horatio more? What's the difference? Because we're both racking our brains about how to save Byron. That's the difference. Byron's always been the difference. He, um... He takes more work, he takes more affection, he takes more... Oh my god, he takes more uh, strength... But if we're two blokes, it's hair, having T3, sorry. No, it's fine. Ignore me. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> She's still hand. <laughs> head and hands. <sighs> Maybe his mom could talk some sense into him. Maybe she'll be as horrified by this as anyone else. It is the only thing I can think of that does not involve telling the Undertakers. Because this is their job. And then Sheridan goes down forever. And... But that's another option. However this ends, I promise you, it will not be the Undertakers that put down Sheridan. Let us find... Mother dearest. Oh, I like that. You know, I think I've read a book like that once. <laughs> <laughs> so you're headed to see Horatio's, does a Byron's, well, technically Horatio's yeah. mother? <laughs> yes, yeah, go find uh, my mother-in-law. Okay. Who I'm, I'm pretty sure the last time I saw her, I threatened to kill her. Yeah, feel... yeah, I'm pretty sure that's probably yeah. up there on the list. That's a that's long she's list. Kind of, uh, missing. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. We don't know that. Yeah, yeah, you, you try to talk because uh, she was originally uh, living. Weren't she originally living? Sheridan. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. stayed with Sheridan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it's a little cliche, but he's originally like, eh, fuck off. He's like, well, yeah, of course. It, uh, is, of course, it's not what I mean. <laughs> I'm like, Can I get like 10% off my loan, Sheridan, please? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Sheridan makes the, it's now not a faux pas to live with your mistress. <laughs> no, honey, please. People. Imagine- to be fair, for people that are rich enough, it was never a faux yeah. pas to live with your mistress. Yeah. 
So you're going to go to Sheridan's Manor? Yeah. I've been living with Hazers' mistress for years. Yeah. <laughs> that explains so much. <laughs> By the way, I take off my wig. Hey. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway. Yeah, you go to Sheridan's Manor and you see two uh, looming large people. Uh, men. Yes. They look familiar. <laughs> <laughs> We are here to speak with Beatrice Clayton. Wait, please. And one of them walks away. Boom. Boom. I'll look down at my still holding teacup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> T-Rex ripples. <laughs> well, so far as so good. This way. Mm. Ladies first. He starts walking. Moira follows. Uh, you're led to uh, lobby and went to a, to this another side room, which realize is the uh, room for the ladies. Uh, inside is just a stereotypical uh, Victorian lady things that should be in a room, like not maybe a couple of books, you know what? But like Victorian lady, <laughs> Victorian lady thing, just fainting couches all the way down. Um, this is our fainting couch, Lindsay Graham, and sitting and sitting in a chair next to the fireplace, reading a book. Moira and the Adonis, welcome. Please have a seat. Moira sits. And uh, Marcus bows and then sits. Does Adelanda, Adelanda go with you? Does oh, she? yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adelanda also gives a damp here bow, like super she's, extravagant. She's, she's Prussian, too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. somehow it's still extremely mechanical. Yep, yep. And then she also sits down and just sits there quietly and then hands on <laughs> Chin on she like motions and mouths the words like just ignore me. <laughs> I'm not here. Yeah. Pretend I'm not here. Yep. And you actually see a little notepad. You start writing stuff down. I've got to write my own penny dreadful man. <laughs> yeah. So what has brought you to my abode? And Mora, I'm gonna say you don't need to roll for this. There is a snarky smile on her face. Oh, of course there is. Of course there is. Yep, yep. But Bitch. <laughs> What have you brought you to my... Oh, sorry. Sheridan's abode. I believe that Sheridan is involved in unspeakable experiments. And they involve your family legacy. You're making such accusations against my future husband? Yes. Is this just an attack to spite me, as I would expect from you, Moira? It involves Horatio. Excuse me? It involves the creation of abominations. It involves an affront against the life that God has given all of us on this earth. A single life. That is God's promise. And when we fulfill our time on earth, those who've behaved in a godly fashion, as Horatio always did, are promised life in paradise. Life in paradise. Sheridan is denying that to Horatio. Denying that to Horatio? You know, I always wondered about you, Mora. I always wondered that you really love my son. And now I know 
that you stupid, dramatic bitch did not. The idea... You would want my son, if there was a chance to save him, you would spit it away over some sort of fucking god? Fuck you! Looks like we got our answer then. And I stand up. Now this Adonis may not be too much of a detective, but Lady Beatrice, you have to work on your poker face. You have two minutes to leave before I send everyone to kill you. Then I have two minutes before you're missing a bunch of men. Far more powerful people than you have access to have tried to kill us, Beatrice. You no longer scare us. Ta. Yep. Right, and we leave. I I feel like someone needs to nudge Adelon. That's the cue. (laughs) (laughs) That's the line. All right. Okay, we get outside. Yep. That went well. And honestly, uh, out of character, I was going to make you roll because we've long still established that <laughs> that uh, that Beatrix had no chill. Mm-hmm. So no, no chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. So she knows. All right. So now we know the location that Byron Glee. You right? would know the location. That's Marcus. right. That's right. All right. I know where the things that are necessary to make this madness happen are kept. We can go get the doctor. We can call the, We can tell the bobbies. But I know you're going to threaten me into giving you this paper. And while I'm going to do that, it's not because you're threatening me. It's more of a 50-50. Because I trust you'll make the right decision. Um, <clears throat> right. And I take out pieces of my notepaper and I tear out two. And then I show them to Adelanda so that she knows where the location is. And then I hand it to Moira. The one with a little doodle of a body is where the body, and the one with a little doodle of the brain is... You, you get it, you get it. I'm going to go tell the doctor what's going on. Or should we meet you, if anywhere? Moira looks between the, the two the two doodles. <laughs> Not that I have any experience in this, but it'd be easier to transfer a brain than a body. Yeah. What what does she want? I mean, the body's a body, but the soul is what she wants to release. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it makes Yeah, exactly. More like what does Moira want to see oh, it- most? Go to where the body is. Alright, we'll meet you there. Okay. Atlanta. Oh, sorry, yes. I'm here? Yes. <laughs> let's um let's make some mischief. Wonderful. Take care. You too. Alright. And I uh, catch a handsome. Yep. Yep. And Moira goes to where the ghost is. Alright. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. You know what? Uh doc you're going to get the doctor? Yeah. yeah feel free to okay. grab the All doctor. Right. Dan's been sitting out for a while. Okay, yeah. You're trying to see the doctor. Doctor! 
Marcus, is that you? Yeah, come, come, come on, come on down. Right, Doctor, uh, we have a date. It's right up your alley. Uh, 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 I mean, I am still convalescing, pretty sure. Fine. I don't know how any of this works anymore. Fine, if you don't want to fee- see the uh, amalgam of uh, years of super science beyond the likes of which you've never had the resources Before for. Before you finish all of the doctors <laughs> in front of you, coat, humidifier, pistol, uh, various vials of ser- several uh, liquids. Like, right, where are we going? We're going to, um... La. Uh, Regent Park. Uh, yeah, we're going to Regent's Park. All right, but, wh- but why are we going to there again? I'll tell you on the way. All right. Fine. Fair enough. Anyway, here. And he presents you with, like, a set of papers. He just fired you. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, I'd like to offer you a job. Properly paid uh, medical. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 if you're up for it, the, the, the pay is quite generous. And, well, they're no longer working for me for free. But you're a hell of an assistant. So take it over. Anyway, let's go. Uh, I'm assuming somebody needs to be shot. I hope not, Doctor. Uh-huh. I hope not. You're not fun. And from the <laughs> from the basement, you hear. I never understood opera until now. Oh, oh! Great. Now he's just listening to Rigoletto. Into her soul. I can see into her soul. Don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> We lost Argentina centuries ago. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, yeah, and, and we go. And there's also Adelanda there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's there. She pauses. She listens. Would Impressive. you come on? Wow. Oh, we got to try that. And then she walks. Away. <laughs> she walks. <laughs> I hide my shame with the papers of employment and okay. walk to the handsome. <laughs> All right. And you're heading off to Regis Park. Hey, this is Angela from the Fandible Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you want to hear more, remember to go to Fandible.com. We have a long backlog of games, and at Fandible, we believe there is a game for every voice, so we know that you'll find something else enjoyable there. If you want even more of us, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook as Fandible. And if you really want to support us, check us out on Patreon. We use the funds from there to buy new games, keep our equipment up to date, and go to cons, and you get great bonus material like early access to games or access to our private Discord where you can hang out with other fandable fans. Either way, thanks so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you again next week.